Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while commenting, coining brand new terms, and cackling in your ear holes. Let's start with some big merch news. We just debuted some new designs for you, including some of the runners-up for the KissCon Meetup contest, and a design that says, Tits Out for Romance! The one I think I'm most excited about is a gorgeous jazz painting that says, Read Black Romance. It's joyous, and it's bold, and it's everything I could ever want. Every cent we collect from that design, forever, is going to go to charities supporting Black lives and working toward eradicating racial injustice and police brutality. This year, we've chosen to support Color of Change, a nonprofit advocacy group that is Black-founded, Black-led, and mobilizing millions of people to help create change. You can find all the designs on our social media and merch pages. I'm including links in the show notes for this episode, and you can always find it via our website. And now, get ready, because we've got part one of Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) Hi, Aaron. Hello. Aaron, how are you this week? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Melody, 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 Melody. How's it going? It's fine over here. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. This book is so (laughs) fucking long. It's so long. It was 700 pages. I tried to like wimp out halfway through the week. I'm like, we don't need to do, we don't need to do this. This isn't. I've never been more mad at you. As I yeah. was in that string of texts. I was never not going to read it. I just wanted Melody to know what a struggle it was. Yeah, no, God. which is why I was not actually mad at you. But um, I definitely, did, wasn't I, wasn't I like kind of a sexy, hot, like do your job lady? Don't uh, you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like putting my foot down and stuff. Yeah, and you totally. were. I, I think you were intimidated. Yeah, definitely what I thought in that text exchange was I'm intimidated and Melody is sexy for sure. Those were definitely yes. two thoughts. Thank you. I mean, at least you're honest, you know, uh-huh, that's yeah. really, I'm that's nothing really if not you. honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have housekeeping matters that I have to housekeep. Oh, tell me. I love it when you housekeep, Aaron. I keep the podcast going like, you know, on the daily but Aaron is the one who really <laughs> shapes the future of the show. Shapes the future of the show. You do. Right. If you didn't make reading lists, we would never have a podcast. That is true. I do do the reading lists. Yeah. You do and I a put lot the of little, the big picture. The videos onto the yeah. pictures for the thing. Yeah. You guys know the, yeah. vid- the videos for the pictures for the thing. Listen. That's hey, right. Housekeeping matters one, number one. Yeah. It's September's HBs. Right. And that yeah. means that our third podiversary episode is coming up on oh, October shit. something. Nine? Yeah. Uh, 11th? 13th? Listen, it's the it's beginning of October is our podiversary <laughs> time. Is it only the third podiversary? Is it the fourth podiversary? <laughs> <laughs> what year did we start it? 
Uh, twenty seventeen. It's the third. Wow, we've only been doing this three years. Yeah. Wow. It might be the fourth. No, I think it's the third. I really feel like it's the third. Third yeah, sounds right in my bones. It's the third. No, it's, okay, it's okay. The third. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. So back to housekeeping. Yeah, so uh, usually what we do for a anniversary is we read listener emails and answer listener questions. So if you have an email that you would like us to read, funny heaving bosom story, touching heaving bosom story, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, send us that email. Or if you've already sent us an email like that this year that you want us to send read on the it podcast, again, send it again or send us a new yeah. email that's like, hey, remember that email I sent you back in February? I'd really like you to read it on the podcast and we'll consider yes. your, your other that email. That would be helpful. Mm-hmm. helpful and also any questions that you have for us as if we're not the most openest <laughs> books <laughs> in the world. ask us yeah, questions us all of your burning questions because we are so <laughs> mysterious so mystery all of the mystery up in heaving bosoms land okay are you ready for housekeeping number two yes oh my gosh I guess, you have a list well oh my gosh she has an agenda this is so hot of okay. two things well no it's just like it's just like a thing that I want to say before we like start twilighting. Sure. Today. Yeah. Because like I feel like Twilight is one of those very polarizing things. Like a year okay. ago, people were talking about Twilight on our Facebook group and we did a poll of like, should we just should we read Twilight for the podcast? It was very polarizing. Some people were like, hell right. no, no. I don't want it, Twilight in my ears ever again. And then some people are like, Wait, yes, that would be that hilarious. Is that the first book of Twilight or is that Midnight Sun? What are we talking about? No, actual Twilight. Like before oh, Midnight Sun Twilight. was a thing, we were thinking yes. about going back, kind of like we did with Fifty Shades and do, do an episode, right. right? And it was like a very polarizing question. So we just kind of yeah. dropped it and we never picked it up again. And I feel like that's how the book is. And when Twilight first came out, I feel like, it was a fun thing in the romance community. Like people really piled on, like the snark was high and it was like the cool thing to like make fun of Twilight. Okay. And be snarky and mean and like call people Twihards and like, you know, that whole thing. And I was totally a part of that. I was one of these people. Uh I found a website that was called my life is Twilight where people submitted things that said my life is Twilight. And it was like, Oh my God, you guys, I just saw a Volvo today. (laughs) My life is Twilight. And I just (laughs) thought that was the funniest thing in the world. And I would make fun of these people. And but you know, now that I've grown up, you know, we don't yuck yums here on the show. Yeah. And Twilight's very important to a lot of people who read it at a young age. And for a lot of people, it's their first romance book. And it harkens them back to a time that was, Mm. you know, important to them and stuff. And, you know, we don't have Christina Lauren if we don't have Twilight. We don't have a lot of authors and a lot of readers if we don't have Twilight. So, like, just before we just launch into shitting all over this book, (laughs) I just (laughs) want to, like, acknowledge that if this is your yum, we're not yucking you. We, We get it. No, and actually, so it's funny that you say that because I have not had that experience. I watched that experience happen, you know, and I was definitely, uh, I was in college, I think, when it came out, 2005. Yeah. And so I read it later. I think I read it in 2008 or 2009. Mm-hmm. And it was just because I had so many other things going on that I wasn't really pleasure reading at that point. Mm-hmm. And then a really good friend of mine was like, no, Melody, you have to read Twilight. Same. Shout out to David. Love you, David. Love you forever. Shout out to Katie Kadlicek. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, both of our people were speechies. I mean, th- that was our life then, so that makes sense. Anyway, I read them and I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. But like, I personally feel very ambivalent about it. I actually was a tiny bit confused rereading this just because I think I've probably seen the movies more than I have. Oh, yeah, totally. And so I was like, there were a couple of moments where I was like, oh, I remember. Like, at first I was like, no, that happened Mm -hmm. on the field trip. And then I was like, wait, no, I remember watching the movie and being like, huh, that really got condensed. And like, now it's happening on the field trip. So I, I personally don't think that twilight is good or bad or you know what i mean like i've i've never really interacted with it in that way i've always just been like yeah cool and that's yeah. been it i just feel I like know. there's a lot of like not like other girlsing feelings around twilight of like some girls like twilight but i like real romance you know it's like eh. yeah but also i don't super feel bad about that because there's a metric fuck ton of not like other girlsing in the actual book so oh, yeah i got it it's don't a problem care. do i think that it's <laughs> harmful for young girls to read 100 percent. but do i know like smart great wonderful people that grew up with twilight and and love it also true so i just i just wanted to say that before we launch into just right hating the night sun like did you hate it you know what (laughs) i also feel like i've had a very weird experience reading this book you know what here's what happened to me erin i'm gonna be honest with you here's what happened you were like, Midnight Sun, we're doing it. And I was like, sure, we're going to do it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, whoa, this thing is 700 pages long. Very long book. And then I got really, really excited because I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Stephanie Meyer has done the entire Twilight Saga from I Edward's perspective Maybe. in Wait. one book. Yeah. That's cool. We get to go from meet cute to like baby town or whatever. We get to see like his interactions with Jacob. We get to see Jacob's brain. We get to see all that kind of stuff. And then I was about a third of the way through this book and I was like, how are they going to get to any of those other things? And then I realized that it's just Twilight. And then I got fucking livid. That's what happened. I thought the same thing. And I think it's maybe because you told me that. I think you maybe told me that it was all of them in one. If that's true, that's a mean thing I did. Yeah, because I really thought that up until like, again, like a third of the way through where I'm like, yeah, we're still in trigonometry. This is rough. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. How are we going to get to werewolf fights? No. Is she planning on doing all of them? Listen, I don't fucking know. But. I was really super stoked about that experience. And then I was like, oh, no, it's just the first book, except we're adding 400 pages of yeah, Edward's he's inner monologue. so verbose. He's so verbose. It's like, why use one sentence when you can use four pages? And why say a thing twice and have it pay off a third time if you can say it? 28 times in different ways <laughs> and have it never pay off <laughs> and have it never pay off. <laughs> hey hbs i'm so excited to tell you about a new book kim lorraine's ignite is a steamy forbidden age gap contemporary romance written in the world of k bromberg's everyday heroes here's the description 
She's everything I swore to stay away from. But I was never good at resisting temptation. When I picked up my life and moved to California, I left my hometown, my past, and my heart back in Sunrise, Montana. I never wanted to look back. I didn't want to look forward either. All I needed was the job to keep me going. Until Lark sparked something inside me. But she's nearly half my age, and I'm too much for her. Too broken. Too selfish to give her what she deserves. Even though I know it's wrong to want her, I can't resist. Every time we come together, our world catches fire. It only takes one touch for us to ignite. Number one New York Times bestseller, Lauren Blakely, says, It's hot, sexy, emotional. Plus, the hero is a cowboy and a firefighter. Sign me up! This delicious treat is coming out on September 10th, so pre-order now! I'm including buy links in the show notes. All right, should we start? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so it starts off. They're in the cafeteria, everybody. It's fucking boring. High school is boring (laughs) for people, especially for people who have done it 17 times. I have something big to say about this. The whole, like, wow, I bing boom bong. You may not have even noticed. At the beginning, he like the first lines of this are how much Edward hates high school. He hates it. Hates Hates everyone. Hates Hates Rosalie's fucking boys. There. Hates the classrooms. Hates the teacher. Hates the learning. He's like dragging himself into biology. And he's like, I highly doubt this biology teacher is going to teach anything to somebody who has like five medical degrees already. Comma me. (laughs) And you know what this says to me? Is that Edward looks old enough to pass in medical school. Right? I know. Edward looks old enough to pass as a dropout or as a high school graduate who does not go to college. Yeah. Why are they in high school? Why are you in high school, Edward? If you're going to forge documents to be a high schooler, forge documents to be a fucking doctor four times over. Why are you here? Why are you here? What is the point? Yeah, I know. So I think what I remember from like the book, question mark, I think I remember them saying that they start as young as possible so that they don't have to move as often. But I'm like, what is four years? Or or do they start that young so that they can justify many, many adult incestuous question mark humans (sighs) living under the same domicile? Like, why, why are they here? They all hate it. Surely if you can pass for 19 and then live somewhere until you're, I don't know, 30, you can live somewhere until you're 34. Like, that makes no yeah. sense to me. I, like, this is dumb. It's dumb, period. Agreed. The Edwards in high school. Or why can't you just be like a trust fund kid? You know what I mean? Or, like, they're all mega fucking rich. Why couldn't he like it? Why couldn't he be like, ah, oh, high school. I love yeah. it here. I love the <laughs> yeah. learning. Like, or, you know, <laughs> what what great fun it is to go back to high school. I mean, that's a little creepy in itself. But, like, you can't both hate it. And not have to be there because it makes no <laughs> sense. If you liked yeah. it, it would be maybe like a little bit different. Okay. There's a new girl, you guys. And Edward <laughs> can hear everybody talking about her. There's a new girl. And he's like, ugh, ugh. all the stupid humans <laughs> are so excited about this other stupid human. And you know what really grossed me out is he keeps calling them children. Children! Yes! Children! 
constantly. Stop it, it, gross old man. You're right, but god damn it, stop reminding me. You're right, but you're gonna fuck one. Like, be cool, man. Like, stop calling them children, (laughs) Stephanie. Like, he's gonna fuck one of them. You know this. You've already written the other books. You know that this is gonna happen. Ew. I know. And, and I, listen, I haven't read past the first half, first 60% of the book because we know how it ends. And so it's okay. However, I thought you'd read the whole thing. No, I decided to go back and like take try to take notes and then I just stopped doing that too. Anyway, so I think he's everybody stops um I think everybody stops calling them children as soon mm-hmm. as Edward like loves gets her. horny for her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. As soon as he starts having those mysterious pants feelings that he's never identified before. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. We can't do this now because it's going to take me an hour. Okay. Okay. So he sees her image in the minds of others because Edward reads minds, you guys, which yeah, exhausting. Edward reads minds. He sees what she looks like and he's like, whatever, like doesn't understand why she's on everybody's mind and why all the men yeah. are obsessed with I'm sorry child child boys are obsessed with her right but then she's she totally steps ordinary in front of the heat vent in biology and you guys she is so stinky like she yeah. is the stinkiest <laughs> girl i really expected it to be like described as like a pull toward her or uh-huh. you know because it's described as a smell in the regular <laughs> bella narrated twilight books yes. but i thought it would be a little bit less literal and a little bit more appealing like it's such a wonderful smell like you know i mean it is he wants to eat it it's like the yummiest smellies ever it's also described as like heartburn and like a lot very birdy and like bringing (laughs) tears to his eyes and like it's like swallowing fire it doesn't seem good no absolutely not so he gets this whiff and then all of a sudden listener Edward's inner goddess just starts tangoing with a martini and <laughs> she is ready to go. I say inner goddess because um, Edward refers to his monster all yes. the time. My uh, monster. To two totally over. separate people, Edward and monster. Yes. And so all I could read throughout the whole book was inner goddess. May I yeah. read to you the moment where he smells her stink, her stinky would- stinkiness? <laughs> Because I love that. the writing in this moment is, I'm going to say, rough. Okay. Oh, Bella no. Swan walked into the flow of the heated air that blew toward me from the vent. Her scent hit me like a battering ram, like oh, an exploding yeah. grenade. Like, don't make it like a fart. <laughs> like, don't. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to use imagery, don't make it like an explosion or like, you know, don't. Or like a- a, a thing that goes forward and exactly. like, and like hits jet you. propelled. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There was no image violent enough to encompass the force of what happened to me in that moment. Just sit on that sentence for a little bit. There was no <laughs> image violent enough. No image in, in the human knowledge violent enough to encompass what happened to him when she walked in front of a vent in high school biology. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Fine. That's all right. Yep. 
He's so on. his inner goddess. It's his inner goddess. I just she's like, strapping on her leathers, <laughs> and she it is just grabbing her pleasant to me. It just <laughs> seems like it's no, it's and he hates very, her. Very very painful. I don't know. It just yeah. It so didn't... so Edward goes through this process where he's like, "Well, it's over. We're done here. I'm gonna murder everyone in this room." And he's like, first, I'm going to eat her and then I'm going to kill everybody. No, 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 that doesn't work. No, I'm going to kill everybody in the room and then I'll eat her. And then he's like, Edward, monster, inner goddess, get a hold of yourself. Inner goddess, put your wings away. Wait, you no, need to I want to lay down on your that. chaise lounge. Because he goes through all this stuff of like, I could kill her first. But if I kill her first, then everybody's going to call 911 and I'm not going to have time to eat all of her. So what I should do is kill everybody else in the room. And then her blood won't cool. Yeah. So then <laughs> my dinner doesn't get cold. And then, yeah. and it's like, just kidnap her. Just take her out the window <laughs> to a different location. Like, he games out all these different ways that he could kill her and suck her dry in the school. And it's like, just take her to the forest, chow down, and then, like, yeah. wipe your mouth, and then, and come, then come back. back. And then... No one's the wiser. Bing, boom, bong. Crime with Aaron. I just thought of that, Edward. And I'm only not a hundred. How old is Edward? Bing, boom, bong. I think he's 118. Then describe. Then, then okay. If he's 118. Yeah. In this moment. Maybe he's 80. That's the thing. Sometimes he says he's like 120. And then sometimes he says he's 80. Or he'll say things like the last 80 years. And I'm like, okay, so do right. we add your human life? Or do we? Is there vampire life that happened before that? Like. But he I wasn't 40 when he was turned, so it's not like that's the difference. Yeah. But he says that hers is the sweetest blood he smelled in 80 years. Right. So, like, not ever? Like, where's so the sweeter 80. blood? Yeah, who was that bitch? Like, why not ever, Edward? Like, <laughs> it should just be the sweetest blood you've ever smelled. Like, who is that bitch? He ate her. I bet he, he ate, ate her. her. He <laughs> never got to find out. <laughs> Bella in a past life got et, Aaron. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer publishes like a 20-page novella about that lady <laughs> who's just like living her life in like 1918. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he makes it through the hour by not breathing because <clears throat> and the whole time he hates her. He hates everything about her. He hates the way she smells. He hates her stupid face. He hates her presence. He hates her. He has to breathe. Like, he doesn't have to breathe to live, but he has right. to breathe to talk, which I think is really funny. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that's why, like, if you remember in the movie, he would, like, look away and get a gulp of breath and then, like, say something like, it's profane. <laughs> <laughs> Mitosis. <laughs> like, look away. I just think it's the funniest thing. Anyway. Yeah, I will say Robert Pattinson did a really fucking good job as Edward. He did. Yeah. We all thought he was bad, but now that I read this book, he did a no, great it, job. It turns out he was just doing what the script said. Yeah. All right. So then he's like, I got to get out of town. He goes to Alaska and then in about three days he comes back. And the, the trip to Alaska is just like used as a vehicle to tell us that everybody thinks Edward is super, super hot, but mm -hmm. Edward does not fuck. See, I took, maybe it's because I was herbsing through this, but I took mm -hmm. it as Edward goes to Alaska so just so that we can find out 
Edward is hot and Edward fucks. Like I thought no, Edward that she was like fuck. a former paramour of his. No. Yeah, I must have skipped by that. But like in this moment, I was like, oh, Edward fucks. Flip, 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 flip. <laughs> but then it turns out that he does not. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So between the Alaska trip and the horny administrator at the school. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We're not there yet. Yes. No, we are. I, I skipped it. I'm sorry. So he goes to try to change classes before he fucks off to Alaska. And oh, the that's horny administrator. Alaska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just skipped it. The horny administrator is like, too young, too young. Too, too young. Too, too, too young. I must smooth my blouse and stand up straight. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, he's like, wow, she's so scared of me. I'm like, are you not hearing no. the thoughts that are coming out of her head bone? <laughs> Edward, she thinks you're hot. What are yeah. you say you can read minds? It's supposed to give you more insight into people, and yet you're just not comprehending the words that are coming out of her brain? He has been a mind reading vampire for somewhere between <laughs> eighty and hundred and twenty years. Right. And he has no concept of horniness. None. No. Like he doesn't get it. None. At- all except for like sometimes there's teenage boys that imagine crude fantasies and he just like can't even uh, just offend bear it the idea of these crude fantasies that these teenage (laughs) boys have as if like i i just he just he has no concept why anyone would would ever want to have sex right (laughs) it's the best (laughs) also fire that lady she is a predator get her out of there having Oof. a hard time keeping she her hands off the kidlings. Yeah. yeah. In just like a moment, he comes into the office and she's like, no, no, please. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's like <laughs> she is going to lose control of herself any moment here. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to she needs to level up, you know, yeah. get a, a doctor's to get office it job. Yeah. A geriatric doctor's office job. Work from home. She needs to work from home. Pandemic's probably go. treating her very well because she's <laughs> away from the children that she covets so much. It's true. Okay, so anyway, he can't change classes. He comes back from Alaska, and he's really surprised. The whole family is surprised because she hasn't said anything about his absolutely psychotic behavior from the week before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because let's talk about this. Bella Swan is the perfect girl. She doesn't talk. She doesn't get scared she doesn't have opinions she likes Uh -uh. what everyone else likes um she would rather feel intense pain than have anyone else feel any pain at all very very selfless or even a mild inconvenience yes oh god yes um will not eat unless you force her to do so yeah Mm -hmm. shy so shy and yet somehow you get peaks of a backbone, mm-hmm. but not any time where you're standing up to her. No, no, no. Not for Edward no. at all. No makeup. Doesn't need to. Doesn't need it. She has the perfect skin. Perfect skin. Perfect face. And, you know, is really doing it right by not wearing makeup. She's not showy at all. She doesn't think she anything of herself. She has no idea how pretty oh, she gosh, is. You guys, she has no idea she's beautiful. She has no idea. She's mystified by all of the attention. She doesn't understand. No. She's she doesn't. so confused by other humans, particularly straight teenage boys who want to hang out with her. She just cannot fathom it. 
No, because she's just a little Bella. So the fact that she hasn't said anything to anyone is very, like, intriguing and wonderful to Edward. Like Mystery. Oh, my. Is that a good quality if somebody's eyes turn? Like, if you sit down in biology Uh and somebody, he literally pulverizes a table when she sits down. He grabs a side of the table and just yanks, yanks like a corner off of it and then has to be like, ooh, and like hide it somewhere. Okay. So you sit (laughs) down in biology. All over the floor. Yeah. The super hot guy next to you breaks a table in half (laughs) and then hastily tries to hide some of it. Then Uh turns to you. His eyes turn from golden to black. No, they're just black. They're black. They're black the whole time. Okay. Yeah. And then anytime he wants to talk to you, he turns to the side, takes a breath, and then goes, mitosis, and then like turns back (laughs) away. How do you not tell everyone you know about that? Like, that's your in. That's how you make friends on day one. What a weirdo is that guy? He broke a fucking table. Yeah, no, I hear you. Mm -hmm. At the very least, I would be like, hey, has anybody else had this experience? Because I don't, like, I don't think I farted. (laughs) You wouldn't breathe. (laughs) He is acting like I am so stinky, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, okay. But the other draw, of course, is that he can read minds, but he cannot hear anything from hers. And so she's like an extra big, mysterious. Oh, my God. The first like third of this book is him being like human facial expressions. (laughs) I haven't had to try to decipher those. Uh Uh-huh. In ever. I've never had to. If anything, he should be the most emotionally intelligent out of yeah. the five super crazy weirdos he lives with. He should be the one that's like, no, guys, no, no. He should be the one that's like, we don't comb our hair with forks, guys. We right. eat with the forks. Like, that should be Edward. And yet, and yet. And it is not. No. Okay, so he tries to talk to her in class. And Mm -hmm. she has such deep eyes and he doesn't know what she's thinking. And then he always talks about her translucent skin. Yeah. He can see all the veins. I just pictured her to be like, like one of those clear phones, you know, (laughs) where you you can see all the wires inside. You know those awesome novelty clear phones? I fucking loved a clear phone. (laughs) I love a clear phone. (laughs) That's just what Bella looks like. You can like see her esophagus. And you can just see her heart like thumping around in there. Every sinew of muscle. That's what she's she's a clear phone. (laughs) She's a clear phone. (laughs) Ring ring, it's Bella. I have nothing to say. I'll just have a soda today. No food for me, Bella. Just a lemonade. I don't need the lid. <laughs> I'm not hungry. Actually, I feel a little sick. <laughs> so fragile. No, my reference was equally 90s. Whenever that came up, I would think of, do you remember Inside Out Boy? <laughs> that cartoon? No. 
It was one of the like the Nickelodeon like uh uh in between regular half hour cartoons cartoons. It would be mm-hmm. like a little five minute thing. And it was a kid that went on the swings, went over the top bar of the swing set. Yeah. And when that happened, he became inside out boy. Like all of his organs are on the outside now. <laughs> and he just looked like an anatomy drawing on a science wall and he would have adventures where all oh, of his fun. stuff was on the outside. Anyway, I w- every time this said that i would be like she looks like inside out boy she's just like no skin just Uh everything out there yeah everything's out there so now his inner goddess gets another whiff of that and she is tits out for dining now she's like i gotta get my fangs into her but he manages to control his inner goddess and she's very smart about onion roots (laughs) which is really exciting for everyone involved uh-huh. And then he starts thinking about her as the girl, as mm-hmm. if she's a lot the of only the girl, girl on the planet. Just some of the descriptions in this of him just like clinging yeah. onto the microscope for dear life and just like <laughs> scraping his chair around and yeah. realizing that he's out of air and needing to inhale again. So like leaning really far to the other side. Uh-huh. Like he is a bizarro person. <laughs> Bro face. <laughs> true so it's fine he can't wait to see her again oh i think this is where she's like hey what's up with your eyeballs did you get contacts <laughs> right i noticed that your eyes change between two extremes between <laughs> gold and black did you get contacts and he could have just been like yeah you'd think this would have come up sometime at some point as he lived amongst no. the people and he's like, no, what are you even talking about? It doesn't even... Yeah. Oh, she means oh, how my no. eyes change from yellow to black depending <laughs> on if I'm hungry. Man, I really botched that one. <sighs> yeah. Like, Edward, have you ever vampired before? What's happening? What is happening? She must just be that confounding. I, I do... I want to bring up something about, like, how this book is written. Guys, you go to every class with him. Everything. You, you drive everywhere. You Everything, every single thing Edward does, you do you with him. You spend 12 pages picking out a shirt at one oh, point. I highlighted all 12 pages, <laughs> and guys, I'm going to read it out loud to you, because it <laughs> will get there when we get there, but it starts out, I didn't think much about what I put on my body. Ugh, I never think about it. Here's 12 pages about this shirt. <laughs> it's so so verbose and then how he how we get through these classes with him it's like okay now we're in trigonometry and he'll sit in trigonometry and then listen to the thoughts of jessica mike angela ben like all Mm -hmm. these other people and their thoughts about bella and then also their conversation so you have his inner monologue their thoughts all of their thoughts together and then what they're saying to each other and the conversation Oh my god, it is so hard to read. At least it was for me so hard to read at times because you I could not figure out who was thinking what at whom. And then he's also describing the pictures that he's seeing in their brains. So then he's like, right. oh, Bella looked confused. I'm like, where is Bella? Is she with you? Is she with them? You're in trigonometry. They're outside. Like, how far does the thought reading go? Like, spatially? Yeah. Like, oh man. There, there were times where he was sitting outside her and Charlie's house listening to them have breakfast and she mm-hmm. he'd be like bella frowned or no he'd be like charlie frowned and i'd be like okay right. so he can hear but charlie's he thoughts but not bella's so he can see the pictures in charlie's brain but not the pictures in bella's brain but he can right. hear them both 
just audio wise because he's sitting right. outside their house, but also hear their thoughts. So how could he know what so Charlie, Charlie looks like? Thinking it's, about you guys, it's math. It is straight up fucking math to read some of these yeah. conversations. It's nuts. It's true. And, you know, I think the other thing about this is just that this book is billed as like a totally different thing, you know, and it's like the same <laughs> story, but from a completely different perspective. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, a 118 year old vampire, like I didn't find his family super compelling, but I guess they could be interesting, you know, they're not spoiler alert. But then this just manages to be seven times more high school. Yeah. Than the point of view of a high school girl. Yeah. Because really what you get more is the inner thoughts of the other high schoolers than you do. Well, I guess you get plenty of Edward, too. But I was hoping, here was my great hope. Yeah. I talked to some people before this that started reading this on, like, the day it came out. And I read a couple reviews and stuff. And there's so many reviews about, like, how horny and violent Edward is. And I was like, actually... That That sounds interesting to me. That would be great. Twilight was this very innocent story from Bella's perspective. And then from his perspective, it was this very violent and sexual story. Like, that would be really Uh interesting to me. I think that's maybe what she was trying to do, but it did not not work. It didn't. No, it's not. That could have worked. I feel like it could have worked, but it didn't. I mean, here's the thing. If I'm speculating, I think that... Stephanie Meyer tried to do more sexy and more violent mm-hmm. and yet still had to combat all the criticism about Edward being a fucking nutter butter stalker who mm-hmm. like abu- is like abusive. And so she's trying to like make it more edgy, but she's defanging him completely because mm-hmm. she ha- also has to tell us, no, he knows what he's doing is wrong and so therefore it's okay that he's doing it and he's still the hero and like she's trying to do both of those things and it just ends up doing nothing for me it just ends up being like edward i get it you're thirsty right congrats yeah like stop stop i don't care anymore that you're thirsty i get it like, I don't mm-hmm. need to watch you go into her window or, like, oil her window again. I, I know oh, no. that you've been doing that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to clarify, I wanted Edward to be horny for sex, not horny for blood, which is a different yeah. thing in this book. Because horny for sex, he has not been ever in his life. He doesn't understand it. Right. And that's also a weird thing, because I don't think this is how this works in real life so i also don't know enough about it but like maybe edward is supposed to have been asexual until he like met his fated mate you know this it does feel very fated mates but then so is bella yeah so bella also is too bella does not notice anybody romantically at all until she meets edward and we get shades of that in her book But it also makes, you know, it makes a little bit more sense because she's only been on the planet for 17 years and she was doing a lot of parenting of her mother, Mm -hmm. you know. So, like, that makes sense. But I guess uh, my thing is this doesn't read like a person who has had access to, nay, been forced to listen to the inner monologues of any human he's within three miles of. You would understand what a boner is, Edward. 
You would, <laughs> he doesn't you would know, know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what a boner he is. He literally. He literally says things like this unimaginable human sensation, or like this, and I'm like, it's a boner. <laughs> you. You're getting an erection because you're around Bella. This should not be a mystery to a person who listens to the inner monologue of Mike Spencer. And also, like, he talks about later on, he talks about how, like, Emmett and Rosalie fuck. Like, his (laughs) siblings fuck, you guys. And he knows about all of it. And so the fact that he's, like, so... It would be okay if he was surprised. Right. That's a totally different thing. But the fact that he like actually can't put it into understandable words Mm -hmm. is just bananas to me. And I don't know if that's because this is supposed to be, you know, Twilight was closed door, much to my absolute agitation. So maybe it's because it's supposed to be more of a chaste romance. But I feel like you can explain that he knows what an erection is. You can say is. things. My body responded to her body. I wanted to smooch her. That's how you say but, it. Not like the, the strange tingling in my boy parts are yeah. strange to me. Like You don't have to be an alien. You just have to be like, right. I was into her body. I liked and her like, boobs and how they were. That's it. Yeah, I enjoy the look of the boobs. I liked them. I wanted to touch him. That's it. Looks. Right. I just wrote it. There it is. Yeah. You know exactly. Like, like Edward, you don't why? need to talk about motorboatner. You just <laughs> need to be like, look at those globular boobs. Like globular. <laughs> like, All right. Okay. Anyway, may I read please. you a two sentence? Uh, this please. happens in biology. She answers a question about I think maybe the onions or the yeah I think it's the onion roots. And the teacher says, "Were you in advanced placement?" In Phoenix? Right. And she says yes, and Edward thinks she was advanced then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's too funny. She was advanced then. Intelligent for a human. <laughs> the mm. idea that like a tool, a person who's like 120 years old would be like, wow, AP biology in Phoenix? Oh. My God, what a yeah. fucking genius. <laughs> in that moment, his two medical degrees no longer exist. <laughs> AP biology, why a child no longer, this lady is fuckable. <laughs> right? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's so true. Okay, so what happens next? Nothing. Nothing happens in the whole book. We just gotta keep, Goes... we just gotta keep chugging along. No, it's true. Okay, so Emmett his brother like can't stop thinking about some lady he ate once because she smelled so good. Mm-hmm. Edward is now like on the fence and he's like really excited to see her again. And then he thinks about Mike Spencer and Mike is like protective and jealous that mm-hmm. like Edward talked to her. And I love and, how much he hates uh, on Mike Spencer for being jealous and like protective of her and like being in a circle around her with no self-awareness whatsoever. <laughs> Well, he's her vampire guardian angel. Oh, God. Gross. Gross. (laughs) Oh, and also Mike thinks to himself that Bella didn't seem like very excited about Edward's attention. And so Edward is now fucking pissed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now he pulls a big old chapter one of Wall of Winnipeg. Do you remember this? When she was like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. Yeah. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to quit. He's going to leave. It's Edward He's gonna going to leave. I'm going to leave. I got to go. Leave. I have I'm to leave her. Now. I must leave her. I'm packing my bags. I'm buying a bus ticket. 
And he talks to his family. At one point, one of them, I think maybe Carlisle, says, I'm sorry you're suffering, Edward, but you should do what you can to keep the swan child alive. I was like, I oh, hate it. Rough. I don't like it. Even if it means that you must leave us. Like, they have family meetings all the time about what Edward needs to do. What else are they going to do with their formal dining room, Aaron? Oh, God. Their formal dining room. <laughs> Is described in detail, much yeah. like in Bully. Like, oh God, it's mahogany, it's shiny, it's oval shaped. So I could tell you yeah. how many chairs are in there and what the molding <laughs> fucking looks like. And you know what they don't do in there? They don't dine. They use nope. it as a conference table, as if they can't sit conference on a fucking table. couch and talk about like whether or not we're gonna fuck this girl or kill her. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> The swan Fucker child. killer. Edward. We must keep her alive. Is there a motion on the table for fucking the swan child or <laughs> keeping her alive? Like, ridiculous. Should we eat her? I second the motion. I hate this. Like, let's just do this now. I fucking hate the Cullens. I always have. I don't get it. I don't understand how there's a mommy and a daddy and brothers. Like, I don't, uh-huh. I don't like how they've set this up as like, this is my dad. This is my mom. These are my siblings. I feel like it is gross and weird. Yeah. And I feel like the older you get, the age difference matters less and less. And they've like created this structure that's artificial. And it grosses me out. The whole thing grosses me well, out. Well, and Edward is older than Esme. Uh-huh. Edward was created before Esme. And like, like I know. a whole bunch of it is just like... Like, it makes no sense to me why they would keep it up, like, not in, not That's in just it. appearance. Yeah. Like, in Twilight, regular Twilight, I didn't, like, like them. I didn't find the characters compelling. Alice was super annoying to me. I didn't like the Cullens. In this book, I was like, oh, and they're super fucking weird. Because yeah, I didn't realize when they went right. back to the house, he was like, mommy, may I have another <laughs> slice of blood? Like, I was just like, this is weird. You are mommy, older did than you her. make my blood cookies? <laughs> I need some. I like fresh baked blood cookies. He talks about Carlisle as his father so often. And it's like, yeah. you had a father, bro. Like, you can't just create more fathers like it's very I mean, strange i, I don't he like also, it like just doesn't remember his life maybe he's just like lived too long but it seems like everybody else remembers their shit anyway mm-hmm. uh, we can't get into the minds of the cullens all right so he's gonna leave again but he's thinking to himself he's across the parking lot and he's like i must maybe say goodbye to her it's this draw it's this magnet mm-hmm. that seems to be located in my pants but I don't know why there's a magnet in my pants. <laughs> Such a now. tingling in my wiener. I don't understand what it is. <laughs> and so, <laughs> can and I so, tell you something? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I tell you something I've been laughing about for like five days. I'm sorry. It's a tangent, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I was hanging out with my friends and I accidentally drank one of my friend's hairs and she has really long hair and it went all the way oh, down my no. throat. So I felt like this hair on my tongue and I thought it was like a dog hair, you know, like yeah, just. And so you went to pull it and, pull, and it was and like it a came out like a clown. Like yeah. And it was like all <laughs> my throat. I was like, Ugh. and so one of my friends was like, wow, I'm surprised you didn't gag because like it's all the way down <laughs> yeah. your throat. And then I jokingly was like, oh my God. I don't have a gag reflex. So I don't know. It's just like this weird <laughs> things about me. I just don't have a gag reflex. And she like totally straight was like, do you, <laughs> goes, do you just say that so the boys will think they can put their wieners really far in your mouth? Because that's disgusting to me. <laughs> 
are you only saying that so boys will think they can put their wieners really far in your mouth? <laughs> it made me laugh. Anyway, okay. Oh, that's great. Okay, so okay. he's he, the van accident happens, you guys. You know the van accident. She's yeah, you know it. It's the only thing her. that happens. So Yes. And then a car, a van comes. It's a van, which is why Tyler's I called it a van. van accident. Yeah, Tyler, and he almost goes kersploosh into her, but then mm-hmm. Edward runs across the parking lot at vampire lightning speed and saves her. And, uh, you know, he holds up the van. It's the whole thing. And uh, <laughs> he's worried that she's going to tell everybody that he's super strong and fast and all the things. And so he tries to gaslight her he's like mm-hmm. i was right next to you i was right by you we had a whole conversation I was there Bella. the whole time not, you really hit your head hit your like, head hard we chatted about breakfast i don't know what's going on with you and she's like nah bitch <laughs> and then um at the hospital more of that happens and she's like you need to tell me what's going on and he's like cool 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 just tell the authorities that we're cool and then he doesn't tell her anything can i just Edward has four medical degrees. Yes. And he immediately is like, I got, I've got to get her to Carlisle. And he oh. says, my years of theoretical medical study were no match for his centuries of hands-on medical practice. She hit her head. Like, this is <laughs> maybe a concussion. Like, it's possible <laughs> that it's a concussion. He doesn't check her pupils. He doesn't nope. look for nystagmus. He, he does no- nothing. He's just like, I must get my four medical degrees are not enough for this. We must rush her to Carlisle right away. Anyway, I just thought that was very funny. Um, yeah, she good stuff. hates the attention of being oh, hurt. She hates it. But she's so hurt all the time. It's like, it's it's so difficult for her because like, she's a bird bone heroine for certain. She's got the hollow oh, yeah. bones. Very breakable. Yeah. But also hates, hates the attention. Of yeah. anybody like treating her, so she keeps like trying to leave the hospital. That's a big thing. Anyway, yeah. Um. Then they have a family meeting, and Jasper and Rosalie are super team kill Bella immediately. <laughs> yes, it's kind of great. Carlisle is like no, and Edward's like definitely not. And then Alice is like, I'm gonna love her someday. So put your <laughs> shit away. Oh, because have we talked? Has Alice's vision happened yet? I don't remember. Probably Alice has visions. <sighs> Premonitions. Guys, Alice has visions. They are exhausting. They became more boring and exhausting in this book than yes. they were even in the first book, and they were then too. So she has a vision that Edward will either murder her or love her, and that also Alice will love Bella. And so we spend a good eh, 300 pages of this book of Alice asking Edward permission to say hi to Bella. Like, a lot. Like, it's very exhausting. And it's like, live your life, girl. Like, if you want to make a friend, you you can. Just say say hello. And she's just like, she's had this one vision of them walking arm in arm down the hallway and laughing. And she's like, I just know this is going to be my best friend. If only Edward would allow me to meet her. And it's like this arbitrary, where does it come from that your brother, brother, like, I don't know, has to give you permission 
to like meet the girl that he's either gonna eat or fuck like i don't really (laughs) understand yeah and so at this meeting he also sees in alice's mind that uh it's very likely that if she lives she becomes a vampire and he's like no i can never do this to anyone no i have to say something real quick yeah i'm sorry this is back at the hospital but Look at all the healed contusions on her head. How many times did her mother drop her? Carlisle laughs to himself at his own joke. Is how many times is is look at all the healed <laughs> contusions on her skull. How many times did her mom drop her? A funny joke for a doctor <laughs> with centuries of experience? That's vi- that's very strange. Yeah, that was a weird that was all the healed contusion st- structural damage in the skull yeah it's not great i'm really glad that it didn't affect her ap bio classes no you know? but you guys bing boom bong when you have multiple tbis like that it does start to affect your short and long-term memory personality um and can't oh my god this explains everything <laughs> <laughs> She's not afraid of anything. You're She's right. socially weird. She needs things explained to her like 15 times. She does in her own way, like kind of fly off the handle at very weird triggers. Mm-hmm. This may be this may be the solution. This may be it. She's just she's got a tons of TBIs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. We did it. Wow. You know what? I'm sorry for making fun of Bella. I didn't know that this was a medical thing. I apologize. Bella, we didn't mean to. We didn't know that your brain was bad. We're sorry. It's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry. Brain being bad is something that I say a lot after I had my weird weird seizure migraine. I will say that my brain is bad. I used to have a good brain, and now I have bad brain. Now brain (laughs) unpredictable, and I don't like it. So, um, sorry, that I'm not implying if you have a TBI, you have bad brain. I'm sorry. It's just right. a joke that I make. Okay. Okay, so then he spends about a month, and we watch all of this month ignoring her. Mm-hmm. That includes the class in which he sits directly next to her. <laughs> right. And is her lab partner. I don't know how right. that works, but Well, cool, he cool, first cool. promises that he's going to explain to her how a car crashed into him, and he yes. was unscathed, and he was able to dent the car with his hand. And then he just doesn't and ignores her for this whole month. And then, all of a sudden he decides that he's going to talk to her. I don't really remember why. I don't think it's worth looking up. Nope. And he's like, so what's up, girl? And she's like, oh, you're talking to me again? I'm really sorry because, like, I'm, you know, I know that you regret saving my life. And he has this rage reaction where Mm -hmm. he's like, how could she possibly think that I regret saving her life? And I'm like, what is she supposed to think, man? Mm-hmm. Like, you've been cold shouldering her for multiple weeks. Uh-huh. And he has he has rationalized saving her from the van as preserving the blood several times. Like, oh yeah. Did I did I save her from van because love? No, I saved from van because tasty. And if I if the van had hit her, all that blood would have been wasted on the concrete. Can't That's have definitely her for a snack. why I <laughs> saved her. And this whole month, you're waiting for him to leave on his trip. Like he keeps yes. saying, "This is the last time I'll look at her." And then he wakes up the next day and he's like, mm, "I'm gonna make sure I go to school today." Just in-. and I yeah. think it's supposed to be like, "Oh, I'm so drawn to her," but that's not on the page. It's just like, no, it's not. It's, it's just like, like go just, then, Edward. Go yeah, then or leave shut up. Edward, go. 
Anyway. Okay, so now all the boys ask her to a Sadie Hawkins dance because they don't know how a Sadie Hawkins dance works. (laughs) No. What is that about? Poor dummies. Whatever. And he, like, traps her in his car. No. He puts his car in front of her truck so that, like, she has to allow one of the guys to ask her. Tyler. And his whole thing is, like, I want to know if she's saying no to these kids because she doesn't like dance or because she like Edward. I don't know. He's a mess. He's a nutcase. Yeah, he's a nutcase. Then while he's hunting... He starts thinking about all of the danger that could befall Bella. Oh, God. And he's like, oh, I can't get this thought out of my head. I need to make sure that she's okay. So he first he just posts up outside of her door. And then he allows himself to like get up on her eaves. <sighs> and then he's like, maybe I'll just open the window. No. And then she says like, no, Edward, don't go or something like that when he's inside. And listener... Listener, it's just you and us right now, so I want you to buckle in and get ready for some big romance. Uh, (laughs) If you need to pull over at a Victorville Cracker Barrel, now is the the time. time. Yeah, it's a boom love. She says, Edward, don't go. And he's got, he's like not breathing, but it's love now. He's in love. It happened. Unbreakable forever is vampire thing. Because she's saying that in her sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And so now his inner goddess like might have on her tap shoes or something, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like it's a big celebrate. Yes. I have to talk a little bit about climbing in window times. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't think we should gloss over it. No, because it is far more disturbing from Edward's perspective than from yeah. Bella's perspective. Because mm-hmm. when you're reading the first book or watching the first movie and, you know, Pattinson is there being like, I like watching you sleep. You think that maybe what's happened is he's like, you know, flown by her window a couple of times and watched her for a few minutes to see what she looks like when she sleeps and that she's like protected or whatever. And I think Mm -hmm. it does show him like hanging out in her room, but it's like after they get together in the movie. Yeah. And in the book, of course, she's asleep. So you would have no idea. Right. And like, I think in the book at some point, she's like, do you do this often? And he says, like, maybe. Or something Mm -hmm. like he definitely hedges. Mm -hmm. And so I did not know that it becomes every night all night moment she falls asleep until Mm -hmm. two minutes before her alarm goes off. Oh, yeah. It's insane. I at least even if it was every night, it's like it's got to be hard not to ever sleep and everybody else be asleep. What do you do? I see a situation where you like walk around town at night. Go by people's windows, check out stuff. Like, I thought this was like a 10-minute thing. (laughs) I mean, it is every night physically fully inside her room, going through her shit, watching her sleep. Yeah. Like, eyes on her the whole time. He, at one point, sees her shiver in her sleep, and he goes into the rest of the house, finds a blanket covers Uh her up with it and then before she wakes up in the morning like folds it back up and puts it in the hall closet i also there's a moment in which he like she like wakes up a little bit to pee Mm -hmm. Uh and he just like scuttles into a dark corner like a goddamn spider like a spider creepy as fuck yeah you guys i can't convey to you i can't (laughs) overstate the creepiness of this on the page 
No, uh, especially when like his inner monologue is like blood. What is boner? <laughs> Love. <laughs> and also, what the fuck, Cullens? Mm-hmm. In what world are you like it, his mommy at one point? He's like finally gone home because Carlisle has been like, Esme misses you. She misses you being around. So he goes home and she is like on his shoulder. She's got her head on his shoulder and she's like, are you going back to her tonight? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? Everybody no. needs to lock this shit lock down. Lock it down. No. Honey, that is Why not are you encouraging this? The first night he does it, he's like, I understood that this wasn't strictly legal and okay but we do a lot of stuff that's illegal we hunt in the off season we forged our documents for our immunizations to go to high school it's like those Uh aren't the same edward yeah that's like when you're on a diet and like the diet says that you can't have like a diet coke or something and you do and you're just like fuck it i'll just eat a whole pie then because i cheated on my diet it's that it's like no these are not the same things one is far more harmful than the than the forged documents or the like oh my god but also like eat a whole pie don't be on a diet like that eat that pie sorry yeah i didn't mean to imply that eating a pie was bad it's it's great i've eaten many a pie absolutely yeah Yeah. that's one of my favorite pastimes. eat that whole pecan pie sookie stack house like do what you need to do that's right. <laughs> no, but the Cullens in this book, so creepy on every level. Because what kind of dad just lets their kid stalk yeah. and violate somebody's privacy like that? It is weird. It is weird. May I it's read? Not okay, please. A small brown spider crawled out from the edge of the closet door. The- he's watching her sleep. My arrival must have disturbed it. Oh, no, it's the scientific name for the spider. Just, guys, just pretend. <laughs> it's a brown er- spider. Eridigenia agris. Just, I did it. A hobo spider. <laughs> but the whole, here's the thing. Why did he put, why? Why? Just say a hobo spider. Or how about this? Don't include this paragraph, which is stupid. Okay, a hobo spider. <laughs> From its size, a juvenile male. Why am I reading this? One considered dangerous. More recent scientific study had proven it because it's hilarious to me. We're we're still here. (laughs) More recent scientific study had proven its venom inconsequential to humans. However, its bite was still painful. I reached out with one finger and crushed it silently. Perhaps I should have let the creature be, but the thought of anything hurting her was intolerable. And then suddenly all of my thoughts were intolerable too, because I couldn't kill every spider in her home Cut the thorns off of every rosebush she might one day touch. Block every speeding car that got within a mile of her. But there was no task I could perform that would make me something other than what I was. It's like, oh my God. My God. That's how the whole thing is. The whole book. It's just like, why do we have to know the age of the fucking spider that you're killing? Why do we need the scientific (laughs) name for it? Why do we need to know that recent discoveries have found that its venom is not harmful to humans? Stop it. Stop it, Edward. Stop. And all of that, the the payoff is just a moany brood. Yes. There's no payoff for anything. Um, Okay. Kind of like this podcast. Let's get moving. Go, 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 go. Sorry. So then. He like asks her because her her excuse for the Sadie Hawkins bullshit was like, I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to Seattle. And so he goes up to her and he's like, hey, Bella, do you want to ride to Seattle? 
I don't. Oh, because he's in love now, you guys. It's love yeah. time. And so now Ever he's like, she we're going to get to know went, each other. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh I Edward. hate that. Also, Bella, the other things she says is just giving her mom directions around Phoenix. Her like, left mom. Mm. Take Main Street. It's faster. Bells. Yeah. Bella. <laughs> like. Also, like. You guys, I have a lot of dreams about people who I do not want to be my boyfriends. Like, <laughs> just because she says, mm, she might wake up and be like, well, that was a weird time. Um, weird. <laughs> never thinking about Hated that again. That. <laughs> Man, that dick was so cold. Jeez. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like, she's in love with me. And she's like, oh, that was an outlier. Stomp that down in my in my soul. Never think about yes. that ever again. Never think about it. Okay. Anyway. So she's like, yes, I'm definitely going to do it. But she also bites her lip, you guys. And he gets an unfamiliar human reaction, a.k.a. that boner. (laughs) So then, like, she's really confused, but she also agrees, and it's a whole thing. And then he chooses a new table at lunch, you guys. He uproots the entire Mm -hmm. social structure of the cafeteria in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. It's just glossed over, okay? Even though we have to watch it as well. Mm -hmm. He chooses a new seat. Everybody's fucking pissed. Rosalie and her shallow face are like, how dare he not sit with us anymore? And Bella sits down. And then he says that he's ditching class because they're blood typing that day. Mm -hmm. And then he keeps her Snapple lid like an absolute maniac. I just love how you said it. It was perfect. I love you. (laughs) So that's what happened. I got it. We're also deep in the conversations where he's like, Hi, Bella, it's me, Edward. Um, (laughs) I like being near you, but you should stay away from me. Stay away from me. You got it. You know, I'm not a good want, friend for you. I'm sorry, Edward. Um, this is Bella, a rational <laughs> actor. Um, do you want to be my friend or not? Or like, what's your deal? And he'd be like, I never said I didn't want to be your friend. I never said. I that. said it wasn't prudent. Good for you. It wasn't prudent. <laughs> you you can't know the depths for which I care for you and can't be around you. She's like, well, then what? We're 17. So like the like, do you want to smooch like, on me or like not smooch me? Like what? But do like, you want to do biologies together? Oh God. Like if just, you just read what he says and not what he's thinking, he is insufferable. There is no <laughs> way to decipher the shit he says to her. It is nuts. <laughs> well, okay. and I did like, I don't remember in Twilight her actually saying things out loud. Like all he says is cryptic things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we get a lot of bonus conversations that really does convey the level of Bella being like, but really, what the fuck is up with this dude? May I read? Yeah, please. He says something crazy. She says, you lost me again. <laughs> he says, I always say too much when I'm talking to you. That's one of the problems. <laughs> he thinks a rather insignificant problem compared to the rest. Don't worry, she reassured me. I don't understand any of it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> then she'd stay. Quote, I'm counting on that. So in plain English, asked Bella, are we friends now? I pondered (laughs) it for a second. Friends, I repeated. I didn't like the sound of that. It wasn't enough somehow. Or not, she mumbled, looking (laughs) embarrassed. Did she think that I didn't like her that much? I smiled. 
Well, we can try, I suppose, but I'm warning you now that I'm not a good friend for you. <laughs> it's like, I just want to know if we're friends. Yeah. Like, like what's happening right now <laughs> is my question. <laughs> okay, so then he sits in his car during blood typing biologies, and then he watches Mike bringing Bella to the office. Carrying her. Mike is not Another faculty her. member that needs to be fired is biology teacher. I have yeah. a student that has fainted in my class. Sure, Mike, go ahead and carry yeah. her to the nurse. No! No, Aaron, Mike is not carrying her. Mike <laughs> is hobbling along with her walking beside him. And I then she refused to walk anymore. Her. No, because then Edward swoops in and he does carry her effortlessly because he is such a man's. <laughs> That's what oh, happened. Oh, poor Mike. <laughs> yeah. just like, how? What? Why? Okay. <laughs> I mean, Mike is lame as shit he and always is, has been. In Edward's, but, like, uh, oh, whatchamacallit, uh, the, the, the brain. Um. <laughs> What? Like, how dare this guy you know like he's being so protective and so shitty oh and stuff. yeah and then edward swoops in and is like i'll take it from here and mike's like well i had it i i was doing the thing that you're right. doing he's like no but you're bad at it i'm doing it now and it's like <laughs> mike didn't do anything wrong and like he got no, swooped on mike, for no reason mike was just trying to be a pal yeah i don't know and then this confirms to him that he needs to be around her every second of the day lest she not be protected and super um, weird then there's like seven D pages in the office, you know, where she's just like getting a schmandage and stuff. <laughs> and he's like all the way pressed against the like he's like yeah. huddled in the corner of the room to be the <laughs> furthest from her blood, which I thought uh -huh. was pretty funny. And then Mike is like, are we going to the beach? We're going to the beach. But Edward does something in here that's a big romance. It's the only big romance he does in the whole book. So I want to call oh. your attention to it. Um, oh, I missed it. At some point in the office, Bella says that she can go back to school for the rest of the day. She doesn't need the day off. Right. And then she thinks out loud, oh, no, my next period is gym. Right. And Edward's like. I'll take care of it and goes to the teacher and fucking gets Bella out of gym. Like if that's not the sexiest shit that a high school boyfriend can do for you, I don't know what is. Like I was almost like this makes up for all. He can watch me sleep any day. If a boy is going to get me out of gym, I'm like, woo. <sighs> don't have to swim today. Ooh. What are we going to do instead? Like stare weirdly at each other and have you sniff me? Yeah. That's fine. Far preferable. <laughs> hot yes okay she tries to invite him to la push the beach but edward's like i can't go because of the werewolf treaty that we never hear about in this book ever again no then <laughs> neither of them want their time to end because he's taking her home and he doesn't think that he should leave her alone <laughs> and he's still my note is he can't understand his boners because he doesn't remember getting boners even when he was a human mm -hmm. oh yeah because he was so fixated on becoming a soldier in world war one that he just never got one herbs 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 every time yeah. we went back to world war whatever i was just like mm -hmm. america times do not care i was over yes. it did not want to read about edward in the old timey times well did you read about edward playing the piano i read about edward playing a lullaby 
Are you? Is yeah. that where you are? Uh-huh. Right before this, though, they have a conversation where he's like, you don't seem 17. And guys, hey, young HBs out there, young lady HBs, right. I know there's a few of you high school HBs out there. I've seen you in the cult. Yeah. If anyone ever says to you that you don't seem 17, fuck Run. right off. Run for the hills. Yeah. No. Get out of there. No. All right. Anyway. Get out of there. So then he starts playing on the piano. A lullaby for the a sleeping lullaby. Bella that he watches Bella. sleep. It's so creepy. <laughs> he's he's trying to compose a lullaby that would have her sleep more easily. And it's real rough. Is that it's what you lot. were referring to? Yes, I was. And then Esme comes over and calls him her perfect special oh, boy God, who I deserves know. love. Ew. Ew, 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 ew. Edward, you're so special, my beautiful boy. No, no. Chosen families are great in real life. In this book, it grosses the fuck out of me. Don't do it. If you have a chosen family, that's great. But don't call them mommy and stuff. It's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. Yeah, then they go bear hunting and it turns out Emmett is an animal abuser. Is Emmett, does Emmett not feel pain? Because that was a weird thing. When the bear raked its claws against Emmett's chest. They're diamond hard. Except in their pants. Except Edward. I would. In his oh, pants. Okay. Okay. So they they're don't feel. They're not hard. penetrable skin wise. No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I've been watching too much Vampire Diaries. I'm sorry. That's I was just okay. like, the pain's real though. Jeez, Emmett. Yeah. No. And then uh, Emmett's like, how, if you can't touch her, like, how are you going to bone, dude? And Edward's like, Emmett, I can't even. Don't be so crude. Oh. And then he stalks her for a few days and we watch all of it because it's it's sunny times. Mm-hmm. And so he's not at school, but he's lurking in the woods outside yeah. of school so that yes. he can follow her around in other people's heads. He this is one of the most exhausting chapters because of this. It's like he's in the bushes, but he's listening to the whole school. And then you have to read the thoughts of the whole school. It's super duper crazy. He follows her everywhere she goes. And that's part of the why, why this book doesn't work is it? it's just, he's always with her. Yeah. So there's not a lot that's new, you know, like I was thinking there were all these days when Edward was absent because it's sunny or he, you know, like whatever, what did Edward do? What's Edward's stuff? And, this book does not give you any information about like what Edward's life is because Edward's life is following Bella around and you've already read that book. Right. It doesn't have the opportunity to expand the universe at all. Mm-mm, no. Because he just follows Bella around. And wonders what she's thinking. And it's like, well, I know what she's thinking. I read that book. So this isn't right. interesting at all. Right. So then he follows her on a shopping trip, and this is where the almost assault happens. And we get to hear uh, roughly 35 pages of Edward being in, like, the assaulter's brain (sighs) and how much he wants to murder him right up and how that's what he used to do when he was a red-eyed vampire. He would only go after the most heinousest, the most abusivist, the most murdery. And uh, because he's a noble, you guys, don't forget Edward is a creep, but he is apparently also a noble. But wait, he has to follow her to like a whole different city. Like he has to follow her to a different city to go dress shopping with her, like an hour out of town. Yeah. He's driven to stalk her. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just wanted everybody to know that out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Port Angeles, 
so then he picks her up and he gets her into the car, just like you read in the first book. And then mm-hmm. he's like, distract me. Mm-hmm. And she does. And then they go to dinner, just like you saw in the first book. Mm-hmm. You don't even get any new information about like the people around her because Bella knew that the hostess and the waitress were into him and hitting on him right and like you barely get any of their thoughts you just get like and then the waitress had a a very graphic idea of what she was gonna do to me if she got me alone or whatever tell me what is it what is yeah why not i'm so bored what is she gonna do yeah give you a blowy or something like (laughs) give me something like please book god it's a barren wasteland out here like it's so boring So then she has a theory about him because she went to La Push and they talked about vampires. Now they're driving home, you guys. Now they're driving home. Oh, I have something to say about driving home. Oh, yeah. He drives like 100 miles an hour going home and she does not like it. Right. Um, And she communicates, I'm scared. I don't like this. This is freaking me out. Right. And Edward's inner monologue is like, ha ha ha. She's not scared of anything she should be scared of, but she is scared of this. LOL. And then does nothing. Like, slows down a little bit, but she's still scared of it. Right. It's like something she's actually scared of. He makes no move to, like, he just makes fun of her. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He doesn't care at all. Like, it it was just such a, wow, you do not love this girl, bro. Like... I, yeah, you care about your idea of her safety. You care about being the savior. Uh-huh. You don't actually care about her well-being. Which is what he says about Mike Newton. He's like, right. he doesn't like Bella. He just likes the idea of Bella. Mm-hmm. It's like, so do you. Well, it's yeah. really funny because he, he says all of that about Mike Newton. And then in addition to this, there's another part where he's like, huh, Bella is clumsy? Mm-hmm. Question mark? How did I never notice this before? And I'm like, I literally have no idea because it is her only personality mm-hmm. trait. Yeah. And like, you've apparently been following her around for months, mm-hmm. but you haven't actually been paying attention to her. Like, it's bonkers. He also has to force her to eat at dinner. Just putting out there. Yes. And then on the way home, she's like, me think you vampire. And he's like, gah, werewolves, the young ones, oh no. (laughs) And then we spend like three chapters talking about non-existent werewolf vampire politics that don't ever mean anything in in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then he decides that after this, he's like, now it's my turn. You got to ask all the questions about Ugh, the turns, the turns. Oh, I hate it. Oh, yeah. She asks questions and then the next day it's his turn and then the next day it's her turn. And the next day it's his turn. And the next day it's her sort turn. Of, and then the next day it's his for, turn. And then it's his turn again just because he wants it yeah, to be his turn. Except and then for it's like her the turn. three days in a row that it's always Edward's turn. Anyway, and so then we get to watch how a 118-year-old mind reader <laughs> apparently attempts to get to know someone for the first time via conversation. Literally, listener, there is 28 pages of him going, what's your favorite color? Brown? <laughs> Me too. What's your favorite book? What's your favorite lasagna? Like... Seriously. What's your favorite gemstone? What is your favorite gemstone? Oh, God. And it's like, guys, (laughs) authors out, HB authors, listen, 
don't write a book where it's like, what's your favorite TV show? What's your favorite movie? What's your blah, 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 and have them talk about pop culture because it does not age well, friends. It does not. Because, man, uh-uh. when they talk about Gattaca for like four paragraphs, I was just I have like, literally no idea what they were talking about. Oh, literally man. no idea. Like, remember when Gattaca was like the, the cool movie? Like, I don't know. There was, what what band is she? She's listening to Linkin Park. They talk about Linkin, Linkin Park, Park for a while. It's just so very dated to a place and time. It's don't well, do I that, mean, guys. I, I will say that I think she did that on purpose because he does also say like I I know what humans think in the year two thousand and five. I live here right now, so like you know I'm I think that was but Jesus, it didn't make the reading experience any more no. uh, enjoyable. So yeah, that happens for a. About four chapters, Edward asks Bella, like, what's your favorite thing about cacti? (laughs) What do the hills look like in Arizona? Oh, my God. What kind of house do you have? What's the street like? What's your bedroom look like? She describes the floor plan of Uh her house. Mm -hmm. She describes the twin bed against the south wall in her Mm -hmm. childhood bedroom. Yes. What the fuck are we doing? Why right are we now? here? This has nothing to do with who <laughs> either of these people are. None of it does. None of it. No. <sighs> and then um and then he watches her read a Jane Austen book in the backyard. That probably happens a while later. Yeah, it happened a but, while ago, actually. Yeah, it's, it's a fine. Jane Austen like uh um compendium. What, what is it? Ooh, Melody, good word. Holy shit. Good job, Thank Melody. You. I am shocked. The right one. Did you see how big my eyes got? As soon as I was so excited, (laughs) I was excited too. I was about to say when you take a bunch of books and smush them together, and it's one big book. Yeah, and like she stops at certain places and like slams the book down, and then starts up, and it's like a whole thing. And she then she says the characters from the Jane Austen books in her dream. Yeah, she also says that like she doesn't like Emma, and I want to be like. Hi, Bella. That's the point of fucking Emma. (laughs) She's an Uh unlikable heroine, but she still deserves love. That's the point of Emma. You know who who, uh, Bella's favorite heroine is? Jane Eyre. Now that's a girl that Bella can get behind is Jane Eyre. Loves her. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No shade to Jane Eyre. You know what? It's not a compendium. Oh, no. A compendium (laughs) is a collection of concise but detailed information about a particular subject. (laughs) Oh, no. We moved on it. Oh, God. Well, well, or it's a collection of things, especially one systematically gathered. So, like... Putting oh, all yeah. Jane Austen books together. It. Put that That's nail pretty in. systematic. Pound, pound, pound. Nailed it. Done. <laughs> Intellectualism in 2020, Woo! bitches. Did it. <laughs> Get ready for remembering things in 2021. <laughs> We're going to okay. nail that just as well. Okay. Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay, what happens next? He probably goes hunting with Alice, maybe? I've been flipping through at a rapid rate, and I'm still not out of poor Angeles. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> okay no okay so the seattle trip is coming up i think and so everybody's like we got to get ready for this seattle trip and then he goes to bella and he's like is seattle like a hard plan or would you mind going somewhere else and still hanging out with me and she's like i don't give a shit about seattle it was just a thing i said i'm sorry i was just flipping as i said and i found this and it's really important to me (laughs) please (laughs) 
<laughs> I couldn't afford to make mistakes. Mistakes are like touching her. Couldn't afford yeah, to make mistakes. Touch- oh my god. No mistakes, no mistakes, no mistakes. No mistakes. And it would be a monumental mistake to dwell on the strange hungers that the thoughts of her lips, her skin, her body were shaking loose in me. Hungers that had evaded me for a hundred years. All right. Pause. Pause. Uh, in one hundred years, Edward uh-huh. has not been horny. Okay. No. Fine. Has never yeah. looked at a woman and been horny for her. Rare, but fine. Yeah. And I think like maybe never masturbated. Yeah. I mean, never even had sexual thoughts in 100 years. Right. Um, And even now can't really articulate what they are. Fine. Let's just accept that as a truth. Sure. I will. 100 years. Now, mm-hmm. rewind. Back to chapter yeah. one. He had not mm-hmm. smelled blood this sweet in 80 years. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. So, just want to put that out there. Bell is not like the one and only for Edward. 80 years ago, he smelled <gasps> oh. sweet, sweet blood like Bella's. And then what did he do? Did he just murder that lady? I think he murdered her up, but he did not touch himself while doing it. Or do we think 80 years is how long he's been a vampire and he's been smelling blood and 100 years has been his whole life, which means he never even got horny as a human. Yeah, I mean, so he apparently he was 17 when he was turned. So that would be about Mm -hmm. 100 years. But there's other parts of this book where he talks about 120 years, I thought. I don't know. Listen, anyway. I don't know. Guys, HBs, if you read this, pay attention to the numbers because I didn't and I wasn't going back. But also, like, isn't there a thing like where you get horny for war? Isn't that a thing? What? Like where warriors? <laughs> what? 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 Full stop. <laughs> New podcast. I know we're an hour and a half in. What the fuck are you talking about? People getting horny for war. I'm moving my blueberries. I'm moving my tea. I'm moving everything over. What the fuck did Melody mean by horny? for war what are you talking about war horny he says he says that he like didn't ever have a sexy thought or feeling because he was so focused on becoming a soldier in the great war yeah that's the opposite of war horny no maybe he's horny for war too busy warring to get horny or but why couldn't it well so here's the thing though (laughs) after big viking big greek you know big yeah big you know, warriors yeah. do battle Z's. Yeah. They're swishing and yeah, swooshing and they stabbing. They can't see you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and then they come out and it's like a big. There's a scene like that in Sierra Simone's New Camelot. Are you discussing bloodlust? Is that heroes? what we're doing? <laughs> bloodlust. Oh, war horny. Is that if are yeah. you taking bloodlust and turning it to war oh. horny? Yeah, being horny for war. <laughs> yeah. My God, I love you. <laughs> Can you imagine war horniness being what bloodlust is? <laughs> All right. They're so horny after they war. Yeah, you know? but that's and also warring. But well, oh, but oh, but I was, so I was wondering, which I, was I think doing is different than bloodlust. You're just exercise. talking about okay. After we're done warring, now we want to do sex. Well, or, uh, so I was wondering, I was doing an intellectual exercise. Were you? <laughs> wondering if, <laughs> if somebody, somebody could be like horny to go to war. 
I mean, apparently Edward wasn't because he I didn't get a boner to go to war life. is bloodlust. But horny after you get back from the war is just regular type lust. I think horny after war is adrenaline dump. It's a celebration of life. <laughs> <laughs> this is going nowhere. Let's move on. Must procreate <laughs> after I take life. Must make life after take life. Yeah, it's like it's like the it's like that danger I thought boner. Bloodlust was. I thought bloodlust was the sex that after after Google a war, it like up the on come down thing. sex. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I thought bloodlust was like I'm I'm a monster. I gotta go kill. I have a compulsion for blood. Oh, uncontrollable desire to kill or maim others. Yeah. Well, then Google, tell me what. What? There's not a word for it. It's war horniness, and you just made it up. You know what happened last week? You want to know what I I wanted a a term I wanted to coin last week? Do you want to know? Cannot wait. Okay. Can't wait. It's it's a sexual attraction to another person's morality. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Morality. Sapiosexual exists, which is a sexual attraction to intelligence. I feel like you can be sexually attracted to morality. I think I it might be the opposite of war horniness. Yeah. <laughs> no, I Googled it. There's not. All right. So anyway, bloodlust is when you're horny for war. War horniness is when you're horny after war. But yeah. Edward was neither. Neither of those things. Yeah. And so he's having these weird like pants tightening feelings that he can't explain. Okay. So now they're prepping for Seattle. And then he's like, actually, what I'd prefer to do instead is be alone with you, super alone with you, and take you out to a very remote area in the woods where nobody could ever find your corpse. But also, before they leave on this trip, they have this conversation about like how they feel about each other. Yeah. And like whether they like each other. And instead of just having a conversation to each other's faces where they say words at each yeah. other about their feelings, what happens is Jessica sees the two of them together. And then starts thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to totally grill her about this in class later. Right. And then um, Edward's and then like, Edward Jessica's going to ask. Be listening. Yeah, Jessica's yeah. going to ask about whether you like me. And just so you know, I'm going to be listening. Just say, do you, so like, you know, we went on the dinner. Like, are you into this? Or like, do you want to be my girlfriend? That's also how they become official. He's like, Jessica's going to ask if we're secretly dating. Uh-huh. What are you going to say? And she's like, what do you want me to say? And he's like, well, I guess it couldn't hurt. What a big romance. And she's like, oh, I guess I have a boyfriend now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then she tells Jessica, I like him a lot more than he likes me. And there's nothing I can do about it. So then at lunch, uh. he's like, I need to ask you about you thinking how dare me more than i like you and she's like yeah i think that and he's like oh how could she possibly oh how it's it's unfathomable that she would think that never actually says that he really likes her (sighs) he's like oh i haven't been clear enough and then he continues to not be clear and also at this lunch he makes a lunch for the both of them because she doesn't get a lunch. And so he gets double lunch and then like forces her to eat half of it because she never eats on her own volition throughout the whole book. Yeah, that's one thing that E.L. James really picked up on. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then she makes it so that nobody knows that she's going to be with him. Yeah. Bing, bong, bong. Why does it matter? Because he's like, you need to tell Charlie that you're with me on this day and you need to tell Jessica that you're going to be with me and that we're going hiking and where we're going to be and 
then when they actually go, he's like, did you tell Charlie? Did you tell Jessica? Does anyone know that you're with me? And she's like, no, no one knows. And he's like, God damn it, Bella. You were supposed to tell mm-hmm. them. What are you? What do you have a suicide uh, uh, wish? Like, why? Why would you ever do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you go and murderate her in a field, as you are possibly intending to do right now, what good is that going to do? It's not really going to matter if Charlie knows she was there with you. Like, what? Yeah. Is she, what does he think that there's going to be a bystander that calls nine one one? And like, what uh, what possible scenario could make it that better by them knowing where she is? No, it's just going to give him, quote unquote, more of an incentive to bring her back alive. But why? Does her dad love her more as a daughter if he knows her location? That makes no sense. She has a loving father either way. No, I think the thing is that it'll complicate things for his family. It'll be a lot easier for them to pin it on him. And then his family will get in trouble or something. Anyway, it literally doesn't make any sense. Whew. But it comes after the 90 pages that we spend Nine, watching zero. Edward and Alice talk about the possible futures that oh could happen God. in a tangled ball of mental yarn uh-huh. that could happen if Edward isn't strong enough and like if his resolve isn't burp, burp, burp and like he's got to thread the needle or something. Mm-hmm. There's a thread metaphor. That there's a knot a involved. Let me yeah. tell you too. These futures that Alice sees laid before her are lame as fuck. <laughs> if I had a psychic sister and she's like, in one, I see you murdering her. And I'm like, oh, I don't want that one. Okay. Yeah. And then in another, I see you sitting next to each other on a couch, uh, watching television. And in yeah. the third, I see the two of you on a porch, and she's uh, pale, and you're talking. <laughs> like, all of them just seem deeply boring. I'm like, is there one where we, like, go to Paris or anything? Like, is there right. one where we are, like, doing something fun or, like, you know, living yep. out our dreams or nothing like that? Just nothing? Sitting on the fucking couch watching TV? <laughs> There's one where Bella and I are walking down a hall together and we're smiling. It's like, oh, God, okay. Like, <laughs> Maybe I ought to pick a different girlfriend who's like a little more exciting and fun. Why would you be immoral to sit around and watch TV? Oof. I mean, I would. I would totally be like that true blood vampire that just (laughs) watches ER every night. That would be me. But, Uh, you know, in theory. Yeah, you'd be that guy from, from True Blood. That's what I just Jason said. Murders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I him. just said I'd be like that guy from True Blood who just sits around and watch. Oh, it's Heroes. Heroes he's obsessed with. Yes. Okay, sorry. So now they're there, I guess. She like blow dries her hair and they match? Their um, outfits match? Oh. Why do their wait. outfits match? Let me find I hate you it. a story about a shirt. <laughs> I mean, I know we're like a little over an hour and a half in here, but I have to read you 50 pages about a shirt. I apologize. Yeah. But it's important to me. No, it's got to be done. Because I read it, so you have to read it. (laughs) Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready for a story of a shirt? Can't wait. I rarely gave... How many words am I not going to know in here? I mean, this is like two pages. Mm -hmm. I rarely gave what I wore a first thought, let alone a second. Alice stocked my closet with a wide variety of items that all seemed to go together. The main point of clothing was to help us blend in, to embrace the current times, periods, fashion. 
to downplay our pallor, to cover as much skin as possible without looking shockingly out of season. Alice pushed the limits within those constraints, offended by the idea of trying to make us look unnoticeable. She chose her clothing and dressed the rest of us as a form of artistic expression. Our skin was covered, its pallid hue was never put in contrast with deeper tones, and we certainly were up to the minute with current style. But blend we did not. It seemed a harmless indulgence, like the cars we drove. Alice's forward-thinking taste aside, all my clothes were, if nothing else, designed for maximum coverage. If I were going to fulfill the spirit of my promise to Bella... You said that already. (laughs) I I would need more than my hands exposed, because he's going to show her what his skin looks like in the light. Take off your shirt. No. The smaller my exposure, the easier it would be for her to compartmentalize my disease. She needed to see me for what I was. At that moment, I remembered a shirt. (laughs) 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 Sorry. I I remembered a shirt stuck in the back recesses of my closet. I'd never (laughs) worn it. The shirt was an anomaly. Usually, anomaly. Usually, Alice wouldn't get us anything that she couldn't see us wearing. Like in her fucking visions, she yeah. sees oh this shirt, that shirt. My God! Typically, she was quite strict in following the letter of the law. I recalled the afternoon two years ago when I'd first seen the shirt hanging with a new lot of Alice's acquisitions tacked on the very back. As if she knew it was all wrong. What's this for? I asked her. She shrugged. I don't know. It looked nice on the model. There hadn't been anything in her thoughts. She seemed as confused as I was by the impulsive purchase of the shirt. And yet, she hadn't let me throw the shirt away either. You never know, she insisted. You might want to wear it someday. I pulled the shirt out now and felt a strange wave of awe, a chill almost. If I were capable of feeling such a thing, her uncanny premonitions reached so far, stretched their tentacles so deep in the future that even she didn't understand all the action she took. Somehow she sensed years before Bella had chosen to come to Forks that at some point I would be facing the most bizarre trial. Perhaps she was omniscient after all. What does the shirt look like, Edward? What does it look like? What color is it? What does it look like? I still don't fucking know. It's been three pages. Well, but the next sentence is, I slipped into the... So now we have to put it on. He's not done. He's not done. I was done. Now we have to put it on. I slipped into the white cotton shirt, unnerved by the look of my bare arms and the... It's, I buttoned it. So apparently there's a button. Yeah. Uh, side, then unbuttoned it again. Exposing my skin was the whole point. Burp, 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 burp. And then he grabs a beige sweater. Yeah. And uh, there's more. It's like crew neck and <laughs> it's like a, you guys. But I just love that we got through three pages without even knowing the color what? of the shirt. Or why... I mean, I sort of deduced that it was short-sleeved, but, if, like, he never actually said, "No, this mm-mm. is a short-sleeved one, so it will show more skin. Or, like, this thing could have been a crop top. Mm-mm. It could have been, it no. could have been, like, the crop top dicky from, from... <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. From that thing. 
Here's the thing, Dickie, the penny, the crop top penny on the football stripper that I was oddly sexually attracted to. That was a Dickie. Yeah, but it was a penny. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's from Psycho Stripper. Anyway, here's the thing. Steph, Steph Meyer, you could have gotten that point across by saying, oh, right. I just remembered there was a short sleeve shirt in the back of my closet. Alice had purchased it two years ago, and I asked her, why did you purchase this? And she said, you never know. Now I know it was meant for this day. Man. Right. She must be all-knowing. Period. Yeah. That's what, four sentences? hmm Jesus. Congratulations, Aaron. <sighs> yeah. So then they go do that thing, and it takes <clears throat> about five chapters. The meadow? She drives. Then they hike. They hike and hike and hike and hike and we watch them hike oh if you're taking a woman hiking tell her you're going hiking and especially if you're not taking a trail tell her you're not you're going hiking bushwhacking through the jungle rainforest of washington tell her in in advance she's not gonna wear the right shoes or the right bra okay that's yeah he's convinced the whole time he's like she's gonna see my disgusting visage and she's going to run and it's going to be the scariest i'm gonna lose her in the woods because she's gonna run so have fast have you seen you right it's not deadpool you sparkle bro it's sparkles you sparkle it's beautiful that's it objectively it's prisms it's beautiful apparently not so anyway <sighs> he does that for a really long time and then he's really wowed that she's not running for the hills and frightened no. and screaming and never wants to see him again. He can't fathom it. He doesn't understand why. They lay there. Then they lay no. there. They do the laying thing. Then she they like, get tries incrementally to closer to each other. And then he gets a whiff of her and he bounces back across the meadow. He like hippity hops really adorably with his with his shiny skin. Just sparkling all the way across the meadow because he's about to eat her dead. And then mm-hmm. they have a conversation that lasts <laughs> about 52 pages. Yeah. And he does the thing where he's like, as if you could outrun me. And then he does some laps around there and, and like, he, as, as if la- you could yeah. outstrong me. And then he like, I don't know, does some, <laughs> uproots a tree and throws it he or whatever. picks up a whole tree and throws it. And yeah. then he's just like, Bella, Bella, don't be scared. Don't be scared of me. And it's like, well, you just threw the right. tree at her, man. Like, just chill out a yeah. bit. Like, that seems a little alarming. It's like, like a it's she's like a very mini scared. It's like a little mini abuse cycle, right? Right there in the meadow. It's rough. it is, and it also makes no sense because the whole time he's been like, "I need her to be afraid of me. I need her to be afraid of me." And then she finally is afraid of him, and he's like, "Oh no, 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 no don't no. be afraid of me. No, I'll never do anything again, baby. I'm so sorry." It's worth yeah. noting that. Alice's vision when he falls in love with her and Alice's vision when he murders her both take place in this meadow. So if they walk out of here alive, they're soulmates forever, Z's, and they're going to be in love. But he, if he kills yeah. her, that's the destiny. So she sees two different possible futures for Bella. One where she's murdered in the field and one where she's not. And so he's trying to like, he, of course, he didn't tell her this, um, but he's no. trying to like uh, pass that test so that they can be in love forever i guess yeah and then in the middle of this 52 page conversation he does like a 13 page side quest into seeing a painting on the wall of a quaker church of of a lion and a what lamb the fuck it's like guys, but he never if, says that he doesn't 
I don't remember him saying what the painting is. I remember him saying, I saw this beautiful painting. It reminded me of this moment. Hey, Bella, it's a, it's a lion fell in love with the lambs. <laughs> and then she goes, what a silly lamb. And he's like, what a masochistic lions. Mm-hmm. And then it's a whole thing. So yeah, he spends like 11 pages describing this painting without telling us what is on it? I don't think. <laughs> it's the shirt all over again. It is. Oh, gosh. Okay, and then they they go back down to the truck. He picks her up and piggybacks her down to the truck. Oh, yeah. Did you know he doesn't say spider monkeys in the book? No, he never it's says hop, spider It's monkey. hop on coward or whatever in the book. Yeah. And not jump on spider monkeys like it is in the movie. Anyway, let's <laughs> keep going. Yeah. <laughs> the, but the, what I'm saying is that's not from the text. Some writer for the movie was like, <laughs> boy, do I have a great idea. This yeah. line is going to be awesome. Can't wait to hear it on the big screen. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And then, so she's motion sick. She gets like car sick on his back down to the truck. And this is when, when she's like erping bile, he decides that he needs to kiss her now. She kisses him. Really? Yeah. She does the kiss. I'm I'm flipping she pretty quick, but I, I'm still in Quaker painting. So give me a moment to get there. <laughs> but I'm fairly sure. No. Yeah. No. Okay. They kind of, Okay. Both are kind of it's true. It's him. She leans in and closes her eyes, and then he closes the distance. So I guess he kisses her, but she kind of like does the eyes closed lean in. But what happens right before that? I was thinking while I was running, my voice trailed off. This is not the most romantic beginning. Her eyes narrowed about hitting the trees, I hope. Oh, about not hitting the trees. I chuckled. Silly Bella, running is second nature to me. Burp, 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 show off. We were off topic. He Then he says, no, I was thinking there was something I wanted to try. I put my hands lightly on either side of her face, leaving her plenty of room to move away if this was unwelcome. Her breath caught and she automatically angled her head closer to mine. I think I herbs that part. He initiates. <laughs> <laughs> he burps that part. I think I herbs <laughs> it all the way down to where it says her eyelid slid shut and she leaned in. And I was like, oh, Bella kissed him. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the no. longer paragraphs are pretty pretty tedious in this book. Well, so it's been two hours. Oh, they smooched. They did it. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next time here on YouTube. <laughs> okay, what is your lady love, Erin? Tell me it. Oh, I have two. Ha ha. Wow. Number one lady love. Scrunchies are back. And I got some for myself. Are they? They are. I got some for myself. And they're, man, a scrunchie. Where get get those scrunchies? They're back in fashion. The kids these days they're wearing the scrunchies, and you can too, forty year old ladies. Um, they're back. Can I? Yes, you can. <laughs> they're back. Thirty oh. somethings get you the scrunchies. Dig them out of your caboodles. Okay. You can wear them, and they don't <laughs> they don't damage your hair, and they're great wrist accessories. Scrunchies. All right, that's that's. <laughs> Also, if you haven't watched the Honest trailer for Twilight and you've listened to this whole thing, go watch it. I'm oh, sure yeah. you have, but the part at the end where like Edward is just like mawing on her blood and they're making the noise of like rawr, 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 <laughs> in the ballet studio or whatever. Oh, it's so funny. 
Oh, and also that SNL skit where Taylor Swift and, and Bill Hader, my boyfriend, the Frankenstein. Have yeah. you seen that? It's really good. No. Oh, it's so good. It's like the forest scene where she's like, he's like, say it. And she's like, vampire. It's like, it's basically the Twilight trailer, only instead of a vampire, he's a Frankenstein. <laughs> and it's really funny because Frankensteins aren't as sexy as vampires. Um, and it's Bill and Hader. It's very obvious. Yeah, very obvious. They've got like bolts. It shows the Cullen <laughs> family like walking like with their arms out like a Frankenstein and they can't like, um, they can't do like their lunch uh, uh, trays and stuff. And they're just like bumping into everything. It's like, those are the Cullens. They don't talk to anyone. <laughs> it's very funny. It's, it's uh, Firelight is the, um, you know, because they're afraid of fire, those Frankensteins. If you Google up SNL Firelight, you'll find it. Ah, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. My Lady Love is a little video that happened on Jimmy Kimmel. Alanis Morissette was the uh, guest. Oh, I meant guest. to send that to you. I forgot. Oh, it was the best because she had to social distance it. And so she was in her home studio and she had her toddler on her hip the whole time. And I think it's a song she wrote to her toddler as well. Yeah. Otherwise, why have that toddler there? Oh, you think that? Oh, I just thought like maybe her. Oh, am I dumb? <laughs> I thought. <laughs> oh, no. I thought maybe her like babysitter fell through or like COVID, you know? I guess it's possible. So she couldn't get anybody she couldn't like keep the toddler out of the room i think i guess it's Mm. possible but i (laughs) i thought she had toddler there as like a fun accessory and then it just it became um unmanageable (laughs) yeah it's so cute so watch that because it will warm your heart right up yes even if you think it's staged like me it warmed my heart yeah so you guys we're doing you should follow us on all the socials because we're actually doing fun things on our stories and stuff. Yeah, we're trying to do stories and on Instagram now. We're doing more stories. stories. Yeah. So you get to like have more peeks into our, you know, lives and processes. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. Do we have a processee? I don't know. Anyway. A lot of rooster pictures. Lots of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, rooster is trying to do a hostile takeover of your business venture. And uh, yes. wow. Wow, the gall of that bitch. Okay, so on Instagram, that's at Heaving Bosoms, and Twitter is at Heaving underscore Bosoms. Facebook is Heaving Bosoms Podcast. There's the Geriatric Friendship Cult as well, and you can go there. And then by the time this goes up, we are probably going to have some really exciting merch (laughs) things that are happening. So... Look out for some merch announcements on all of our social media because we're doing some charity stuff that I'm really, really, really super fucking stoked about. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to try to do like a live with the artist and stuff like that. So we got some good Patreon stuff coming up too. like join us on the Patreon. Yeah. Patreon is a fun time if I do say so myself. That is patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast. Or you can just find all of that on our website, which is heavingbosoms.com. So keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love being horny for war, war horniness. (laughs) Love yourself as much as you love your Viking bride when you come back from war because you're war horny. War horniness. (laughs) Yes. All right. Bye, Mel. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye.
Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.